Cause we're talking with T-Bird now Miss T-Bird, you cannot change Oh, oh, oh. Miss T-Bird, you cannot change Yeah might get pretty strong They might <laughs> All right, we are back talking with T-Bird after a little bit of a, a break since the last one. We are back. I'm Rob Sesternino here with my partner in crime for this crazy adventure this summer, which has been talking with T-Bird. And here she is, the star of the show, the great Teresa T-Bird Cooper. Hello, Rob. How in the world are you? Doing great, doing great, especially whenever I'm talking to you. And T-Bird, we've got a doozy today. Oh, yes, indeed we do. And I've got a story to tell. But, yeah, this is our second awesome, amazing guest from Thailand. Yes. You know, it's funny. We started out We started out with Helen Glover. I remember. Yeah, it was a great one. But we're going to move it over a little bit to a kind of different character than Helen was. And it's going to be so much yeah. fun. This is now uh, a chewy gone, Suk Jai. All right, so a question I wanted to ask you. Thailand was a survivor first for something. Yes, hold on. Well, you should say who the guest is, T-Bird. Oh, I thought we did. Oh, no, I guess we didn't. Okay, okay, okay. Well, before we say who the guest is, we're going to keep them hanging just a little bit longer because it makes it more exciting. Yeah, but they, they probably know. I mean, they turned on the podcast, so it's just we should say we should say it up front. Oh. Yeah. Okay, it's Rob. It's Rob with two B's. Yes. The Bachnik. Yes. Rob Z. <laughs> Here on the podcast. Rob Z with two B's. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's going to be a fun story I'm going to tell you. Oh, right. it'll be a fun story. Now, do you know? Yeah, do you, it is a fun story. Do you know what the survivor, what the first for Thailand is that just comes right to your mind? I mean, there's, I think there's uh, probably a bunch of things, but uh, first time they did a fake merge. Okay, that's right, but that's not the yeah. one I was looking for. Okay, can so, you give me a hint to what you're looking for? It has something to do with Probst. Yes, first time they did a draft. Well, yes, but that's not it either. Okay. <laughs> it has to do with the reunion show. Oh, first time that Jeff Probst hosted the reunion show. That's right. Yeah, thank you. Yep. <laughs> Delayed belt. But yes, thank you, T-Bird. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's done it ever since. He hasn't missed one. Yeah, so he waited till five to do it himself. So that's interesting, I thought. Okay. I don't think he was waiting. I, don't, I think, I think that, the, that was when they let him. They let him do it. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so that's when, they, uh, that, that's when they let him do it. All right, T-Bird, sorry. So we're going to talk to Rob Zabachnik. We're going to uh, pipe him in in uh, just a moment. But first, uh, let's thank one of our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at Legacy Box. Legacy Box, what they do, are they digitize your old analog formats and they save your family films and photos from degrading or being lost forever. All of those VHS tapes, maybe you were on a TV show like uh, 18 years ago. Maybe you've got a bunch of baby movies or movies when you were a baby and there's no way to watch them, T-Bird, because uh, you don't even have a VCR hooked up, right? That's right. 
Nobody does. Uh, that's where Legacy Box comes in, where they ship you the uh, Legacy Box container, which is secure. And then you put all of your old home movies and pictures into it. And they do the rest, professionally digitizing your moments onto a thumb drive, a digital download, or a DVD. It's easy to follow the instructions. They've got safety barcodes for every item, so they never misplace a tape like with Jenna Lewis when she didn't get her video. That's not going to happen to you on the original Survivor. Receive all the original recorded moments back as well. You'll get up to 12 personalized email updates along the way. Be the hero of your family with Legacy Box, the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. Over 450,000 families have trusted Legacy Box with over a decade of experience. All the work is done by hand right here in the United States of America. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. And for a limited time, they're offering our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Rob to get 40% off your first order. That's at LegacyBox.com slash Rob with one B. That's LegacyBox.com slash Rob with one B. I'll just R-O-B and say 40% today. Get started preserving your past. All right, T-Bird, are you ready? Yeah, so I, but I wanted to say something before we bring Rob with two Bs on, on with us here. When you and I started the series talking with T-Bird, mm-hmm. we wanted to catch up with Survivor OGs, you know, that the fans hadn't heard from in a while. Yes. So you got me started off with a short list of 12 players, and then we suggested... We reached out to the listeners, the Survivor super fans, for players that you all would like to hear from. So, from there, we've taken your recommendations, taken the different seasons, different personalities into account. Then I have, then I have been reaching out, looking for, nailing down. Some might even say, Rob, stalk in a good way, of course, to bring you the most yes. interesting, fun, and amazing, and the, and the fun and amazing guest. Well. Of course. You know about this. I just want to make sure I I explain this to the listeners. I am always over the top excited to text you, Rob, and say, I've got the next one on the hook. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. And you always playing it really cool will wait. And then eventually, when you decide, you'll simply text me back something like, okay. Yeah, well, sometimes I'm recording. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'm in the middle of a podcast. Well, that's probably true, but then usually you're still really calm and like, you know, I'm really excited to tell you. So when I told you that I had tracked down, nailed down Rob Zabadnik from Thailand, I thought for sure I was going to get all kinds of attaboys, kudos, attagirls. I couldn't contain myself. Yeah, something like that. So instead, you texted me back simply, oh, no, (sighs) exclamation point. He yes. hates me. So, from there, I didn't text yeah. you back. I called you immediately. I called you immediately. And I said, Rob, you have got to be kidding me right now. And then I said this. You never, ever, never gave me a do not fly list. Never. That's right. I, I didn't right? give you a list of people not to reach out to. You're right. I did. I definitely didn't do that. But I, I, I will begin working on one immediately. Right. So I did not have a do not fly list. So I was wide open to anybody I thought was going to be good. So yeah. I think since you both are cool as grits and we're all more mature now, 
Words can get misconstrued at times. We got to get this completely straightened out, Rob, with whatever's going on with you and Rob okay. with two Bs. Would you agree? Um, let's see. Let's see what happens. I, I'm interested. Look, that T Bird. Uh, that I, I'm always up for a good podcast. So let's let's see where this goes. Well, I, but too since you, Rob, seem to be only one of several. That Rob has had some type of, well, I don't know, let's just say some kind of situation with at some point. Yeah. You know, I mean, for example. Yes, he's had very few conflicts with people. That's, uh, you know, he's very much, you know, he's never, never had any incidents uh, where he hasn't gotten along with people. Well, he had he had a minor antagonist with Sheehan, who he Mm. incidentally voted for every tribal council. Well, he had something going on with Ken Stafford, the police officer from New York. And yeah. for some reason, I don't know why. And then we all know the infinite infamous thing, which everybody remembers, where Rob grabbed Clay around the throat. Yeah, tried so to we're choke gonna him. Get, we're we're going to learn and figure that about all that today. We're going to get all of this worked out today. So I am excited. Let's get this okay. going. Let's get him on the line. All right, T-Bird, let's go ahead and patch in Rob. T-Bird, take it away. Today, we're talking with Rob Tooby Zabagnik from Survivor Thailand. He was voted out sixth on day 18. Rob describes himself as spontaneous, outgoing, courageous, fearless, and an adventure seeker. He was the youngest male player to be cast at age 23 on Survivor. His luxury item was his skateboard. Although he was voted out before the merge, he was so popular that he still made the DVD cover of Thailand. He voted against Xi'an at every tribal council he attended. He is an actor known for Legion Max. At age 21, he was deemed Arizona's most eligible bachelor by Cosmopolitan Magazine, which is very impressive. But wow. he is most he is most remembered for intentionally choking Clay Jordan and being disqualified during a during a reward challenge, which seemed to really irritate Rob. I had the extreme pleasure to interview Rob after he was voted out while I was covering Survivor for CBS in Atlanta 17 years ago. I am so excited to say we have in this corner of the podcast ring Rob with two Bs, Balboa Zabachnik, and in the other corner, Rob with one B, Balboa Sester Nino. I was Let's trying to figure out <laughs> why why the Rocky music. I was gonna, that Rob's not from Philadelphia. He's not a boxer. Okay, I I I, I get it. I get where I, I get where you're going. Yes, I get it. great well, great job, T Bird. Thanks for that. I actually, uh, there's a lot of facts that you know about me that I've I've long since forgotten about myself. <laughs> <laughs> That was really fun to unpack all that stuff. Yes. So, uh, Rob, how are you? I'm doing very well, brother. How are you, Rob? Uh, very oh, Rob. good. Very, very nice to talk to you again. And uh, sure. thank you for coming on to talk with T-Bird and myself here on yeah, the Talking man. with T-Bird podcast. Yeah. Talking with T-Bird. Let's get to talking with T-Bird. Okay. Rob, do you remember fondly when T-Bird interviewed you after Survivor Thailand? You know, it's funny, man. Uh, it's such a blitz when you get voted off and, um, 
you know, you're basically at the time technology wasn't what it is now. I didn't see her face. So I could hear her in audio feed in my ear and I just had to look into a camera yeah. and blankly stare like a dope and have this conversation <laughs> with somebody, you know, a thousand miles away from me, um, who I couldn't see. So I, I remember, I definitely remember, um, her voice. And I remember how she, you know, she, she's such a sweetie. I remember that. Um, I remember talking with Hunter and I, I remembered some of the other castmates who had, who had interviewed me, but I definitely remember them saying, this is T-Bird in Atlanta. And, and yeah, I don't, I, I don't have any vivid memories of the conversation because I probably talked about bringing a skateboard as my luxury item for hours on end. Yeah. Then when they <laughs> would do like the satellite interviews, uh, back yeah, yeah. when you would get, uh, voted out. T-Bird, do you have any memories of when you, uh, first interviewed Rob? I have the clearest, most vivid memory of everybody that I talked to from Thailand. Rob, with two Bs, stands out because, Rob, I could see you while I was in the studio. I could see you. And you, your hair was blue, bright, smurf-colored blue. Do you remember that? I think when you interviewed me, my hair might have been, yeah, I might, I might have had some blue in my hair. Blue. God. It was bright. Yeah, I don't, it even, was bright I don't even have blue. hair anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was, uh, I was, I was definitely all of 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Rob, I know it's been a long time since you played on the show. Uh, what yeah, have you been up to? Been a minute. So dude, um, I have a feature film coming out, uh, the 7th of January called Legion Max in Europe and Asia. It's going to be called Legion Max. And then in America, it's called the mercenary with okay. war dog pictures. And it's, uh, the trailers up on YouTube under Legion Max with two X's. So it's L-E-G-I-O-N-M-A-X-X. And uh, I play an absolutely terrible, terrible mercenary named Notch. And uh, it was pretty heavy, man. It was actually my first real big role. I've done some commercial stuff and some voiceover work. But um, my reps now, uh, shout out to Cohesive Entertainment Group and Darren Simons, who's an absolute doll, mm -hmm. who has, uh, who's taken me on and gotten me out. Um, I read for Fat, the new Fast and Furious movie a couple weeks ago. She's definitely getting me great auditions. So I've been doing that thing and I've been shooting a ton of pictures, dude. I'm actually uh, supplementing my income and, 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 you know, it's always been a really big passion of mine. So I've been shooting a ton of pictures. I have a pretty cool photography website up. Uh, that is rjlaphoto.com. Mm -hmm. uh, just basically, um, yeah. So it's, it's lifestyle stuff, but I do a ton of headshots. And then, uh, yeah, man, just been working, doing that stuff, shooting pictures, auditioning, hanging out with my dog, hanging out with my girlfriend, you know? Cool. It, it, is the movie, is this a, uh, a like a uh, real life war movie or is it like a sci-fi? It, no, it's, it's, it's a very real, um, war movie for sure. There's a, no, there's a ton of practical effects. Um, the director, Jesse V. Johnson is just brilliant. He has a bunch of movies that, uh, have come out in the past couple of years. He works a lot with Scott Atkins. Who's a, who's an insane action, uh, mm -hmm. action star. So he did, he has a movie out now called Avengement. That's doing really well. He did a movie called triple threat with, um, Michael Jai white and like all these old school martial arts, uh, actors. And he brought them all together and, and, and did a movie that did really well this year called triple threat. So Legion Max is uh it's it's a war movie, man. And I play a grunt who uh mm -hmm. really has it out for the lead character and and um I'm just a piece of, I mean my character's a piece of I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here, but my my character's uh Be you, you be you. Yeah, my character's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely um it was definitely it was a lot. 
I, uh, you're gonna have to see the movie to check it out. I don't want to okay. ruin anything, but it's, there's definitely some, some dodgy scenes and I'm, I'm, uh, it was a reach. Uh, yeah. so anyways, yeah, man. So, okay. Coming, that's coming so, in, uh, January. Yeah. 2020, man. So it'll be, I'll be starting out the new year. Pretty cool. Starting out the new year with, uh, this feature film premiere. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. So Rob, you are, you're an adventure seeker, obviously still yes, ma'am. clearly doing that. Do you, are you doing yeah. a lot of your, um, stunts and everything in this movie in Legion Max? Yeah, dude. It's actually, I had to do a ton of fight choreography. I have a pretty gnarly fight a couple times with the, uh, the lead character, Mac. Um, and so I had to do fight choreography and I mean, dude, I have a background in Muay Thai now and I've, I've done, you know, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and I've done a lot of stuff just to keep fit. Um, but so it's a little bit different in, in film, um, obviously punches are a little bit more exaggerated and you can't come close to punching somebody. It has to look big. So I had to learn how to do some really cool shit. And I mean, this was like, it was a tremendous opportunity, um, to work with this director and, and, um, I'd never been so nervous in my life to audition for the guy. Cause the guy is, he's a, he's a hundred percent, no bullshit, like hands-on director. He started directing me like in the audition, um, when I had the session, cause I obviously auditioned one time and then they brought me back in. And when they brought me back in, he asked me a bunch of questions and he had me, he had me improvise a bunch of lines. Cause it's, it's really cool the way he works, man. He, uh, in scenes, if there's something there, he'll even ask both, both, you know, both actors, do you think there's a little bit, a little more something there? And, you know, there's been a couple, there was a couple times where we ran with it and we improvised and, and got some really heavy shit. So, um, but yeah, to answer your question without being so long winded, I apologize. I definitely did my own stunts. Um, I had a stunt double for a couple big scenes where there was explosions and they had to do wire work. But otherwise I did my own stunts. There was definitely mortars going off and I had to wear earplugs and I shot thousands of rounds of live ammunition. It was, it was insane. And we shot actually at Paramount ranch that uh, it's famous. They, they filmed Westworld there and it's, it's now burned down. Yeah. Yeah. The the big fire uh, last fall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man. You know, well, brother, it's really, really depressing to see the pictures of that because it was, you know, it was definitely a, it was kind of a magical experience. Cool. It's funny to, I haven't watched a single episode for my season in I mean, over a decade, but um, it's funny because Clay was actually the guy, like after we wrapped and after all the finale parties and like after I'd run into Clay, he was the guy that I would, I would probably m- want to spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. Like Ken, Ken Safford and I were pretty tight on the show, but afterwards I kind of briefly worked for MTV and I needed Ken to help me. And he pretty much like me come to Brooklyn to stay with him overnight. And then I woke up and he was gone. So imagine, you know, I was, I was, like I said, I was all of 23 and navigating the New York city subway system was a little, like it definitely took me, you know, this was fucking 20, it was like two decades ago almost. Yeah. Um, it was different for me, <laughs> but, but anyways, Ken was my homie on the show. And then afterwards we kind of just did our own thing. But um, Clay was the dude at all the, at all the shows afterwards and all the things when, when I would see him, He's such a genuinely rad dude. Like he's hilarious. He saw me at the 10 year reunion. And, uh, at the time I had gained a little bit of weight. I was a little soft and he walked up, patted me on the belly and he's like, it's okay. I'm fat now too. (laughs) (laughs) Which was, I mean, it was definitely a shot to my ego, but I thought it was so endearing. He's just, he's great, man. Yeah. But, um, you know what I actually remember very vividly is when, when, when I got done with my survivor, when you guys got done with your survivor, you and Jenna, uh, yes, what's her last name? you guys actually called my home phone number and we all, we all chatted. 
Yes. Uh, look, we were very uh, impressed with you because that that look, there was like uh, out of like the younger people that were on the show, like you had just played your season was on at the time when we went out there to go play. Yeah. And you were such a big character in that season that, uh, you know, you made a very big impression on us. Like we were the other, yeah. like she was 21 and I was 20 and I was 24. And yeah. like, you I know, think but, I was the same age as you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm 40 now, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and me too. And yeah, so, yeah, that we were like, uh, all like, yeah. uh, like the, the young people of uh, survivor in that year. Yeah, man. Could you imagine, like, could you imagine if, uh, Instagram and Facebook were around? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I don't what know how many trip. Instagram follows I would have had, but uh I guess yeah. it would it would have been more at than least, now. At least one or two more than, than now. But yeah. But um but yeah, I remember that dude and I was like, man, you guys are so cool. And I was I, I definitely and then obviously when you did the feature film that you did, which was was a undertaking, um, I remember auditioning for you. Mm-hmm. God. That was forever ago. I can't remember the, the unholy or whatever it's called. <laughs> it was the scorn, the scorn. But the we, scorn. we don't need to Holy talk about shit. any of my movies. Yeah, that that, that we're talking. We could, uh, let's go back to uh, talking about you and uh, okay. <laughs> everything that you have going on. Uh, yeah. Have you kept up with anybody else that was uh, from the show over the years? I mean, dude. I mean, again, via the internets and uh, social media, Jed Hildebrand and I had a pretty tight relationship um, yeah. during the show. And afterwards, uh, dude, he invites me, he's, he's like, you got to come to Texas and come wakeboarding. Or there's been a couple times during snowboard season. I still snowboard a ton where he's been like, we're going to go to Vail family trip. Like, you know, try to come, try to make it. Um, so I kind of keep in touch with him. Uh, Stephanie, who was on my show. Yes. Um, she's still a distance runner and it's psychotic to me. Cause she's, you know, a considerable amount years older than me and she still just fucking runs these marathons and and runs trails i keep up with her via facebook she and i definitely message she's a sweetheart came to arizona and family for over a week like uh after the show had, had aired and everything and uh she was really tight with my family so um yeah i mean nowadays though it's i don't know it's tough i don't really keep the general and i have kind of messaged who was oh. on a different season than me yeah Rob, yeah uh, Dude, he's just a rad dude. Rob, Rob, um, Decanio. Decanio. Sorry. I almost said Sesternino, but I didn't, but no, Rob <laughs> yeah. Decanio. What a stud that guy was, man. Um, he actually, coincidentally, he and I are like, we're phone number neighbors. This is a really quick random number story, neighbor. He, he, and I, so my number is it, it, basically, we have the exact same phone number. Only two digits are switched and we're both Rob from survivor. So when I did a television show, Somebody accidentally called him and they were like, you were Rob, you were on Survivor. And he's like, yeah. And then they realized that he was trying to get a hold of me. It was really strange, but he and I still have our phone numbers are, are two digits off. Mm-hmm. Again, the not long winded answer to that is I don't really keep in contact with too, too many people like in their everyday lives. I mean, it was so long ago, but yeah. um, via the, the, the wonder of, of Facebook and, and everyone's lives being broadcast. Um, I still kind of know what's going on with some of my fellow classmates. Rob, I have a really good question for you since you just told us that you stay in touch with Jed and Stephanie. So uh-huh. you three, the very first night y'all slept out on the beach separate of your other tribe members yeah. out instead of being in the shelter. And then incidentally, yeah. y'all were the very first three members voted out 
of Sukja, do you think y'all kind of st- keeping yourself away from the group that first night led to that? No, dude, honestly, basically what happened is, is, um, I spent, I, I, I spent a lot of time emphasizing how important shelter was. Like, I was like, we have to build a shelter. We have to build a shelter. And I mean, they showed some of it on, on camera, like me, when I, when I said to Shan, like, let me see your hands. Cause I'd been working all day and she didn't do anything. And I mean, I was a kid. So obviously I attacked her. I was like, let me see your hands, which is so hilarious. But, um, I spent all this time building that damn shelter because <laughs> at the time I was doing side work in Arizona, building pool gazebos. So I was like, dude, I can fucking, I can build some stuff, man. Like let a, let a, let a dude help out. But I, I spent all this time building the shelter with everybody. And then when we would try to lay down at night, there were certain people who, who I guess once they got comfortable with how they were laying, they didn't want to make space. So it was really uncomfortable. So I just decided, we decided to sleep on the beach and I don't know if it alienated us, but I mean, lo and behold, Ken, the whole time, you know, he's like, I'd never vote for you. You're my homie out here. Like we have an alliance. Ken was the one controlling the voting in Sukhjai. And I mean, they all openly admitted that later on, that Ken was in charge of the voting and had this strategy that really worked well for him. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't know if, I don't know if it would have made it any different if we decided to sleep in the shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, they were definitely, they had plenty of time to strategize and figure out how they were going to get rid of, you know, three of the strongest members of that, of that tribe. Rob, did you ever, uh, end up seeing eye to eye with, uh, Sheehan after the seasons, uh, and all, you know, all the, uh, the conflict that was going on during the show? You know, dude, um, I did. I actually saw her, I saw her at the 10 year survivor. She's like, I'm a mom now. And she gave me a big old hug. I mean, as a person, she and I just like legitimately, even after we had gotten voted off, trying to spend time with her, um, at the Ponderosa afterwards was like pulling teeth just because she, she really is. It's, there's certain types of personalities that I, I automatically kind of become just kind of a dick to. And it's people who, who strike me as being know-it-alls. If, if somebody's having a conversation, Rob, and somebody else chimes in when they're not invited, that kind of shit drives me insane. Mm-hmm. So somebody's like, Oh, you know, I think it's a mile and a half from here to, to somewhere. And they have great cheesecake there. And the person's like, no, it's two miles. And they quit serving cheesecake because the place sucks. You should go here instead. Those are the kind of people I'm like, why are you taking the jelly out of my donut, bro? <laughs> yeah. But, so she and I kind of, <laughs> of that, I, mean, I got over that. Again, when, when I did Survivor, um, I'm still just as competitive, but obviously I've grown up, I've grown up a considerable amount. I've, it's been 17 years. It's, it's been fucking so much life experience. I've lost, I had a, a best friend of mine die in a car accident um, in 2009. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, there's been a lot of milestones that have happened in my life. Um, grown up a ton, but I definitely, um, I definitely was not a nice person to her on that show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, considering, especially considering the fact that she was, she's a very, you know, she's a very well-to-do young lady. She works very hard and does her thing. I, uh, I think if she and I had the same opportunity and we were on an island together again, I think it would be a little bit different turnout because I've kind of learned I've kind of learned when to bite my tongue, but then I also kind of have learned when not to bite my tongue. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, Rob, I, I did have the extreme pleasure to talk sh- to Sheanne about you before before this podcast. Amazing. She told me something that was really, yeah, she told me something that was really fun and interesting that I don't know if you know this or not. Um, but she said when y'all were being cast for Thailand and you were auditioning in, in L.A., she said there was, I think, 32 of y'all, and they were trying to whittle it down to 16. And she said she had seen you from a distance, 
And then the producers ask her what she thought of you. Do you mm. know this story? No, I think, yeah, I think she might have, might have said like she thought I was attractive or something, right? She or, said to the producers that she thought you were hot. Whoa. Yeah. So she's. Yeah. Yeah. But she's she a did. Pretty so girl, she man. said, and in again, a way, she is. So she said, in a way, she thinks that she uh, was responsible for having y'all cast alongside each other. They were hoping that y'all would come off with a romance. Of course, we know that really didn't happen. But she was just saying that, you know, y'all were both very, very young. And that y'all got around, that y'all did not get along at all. It was like all in water. But she did 100%. say, just like you, that y'all did make it make up at the 10-year reunion. So that's good to know. Yeah, she came up to me and gave me a big old hug. And she's like, oh, my God, guess what? I'm a mom now. And I was like, holy shit, uh, I, I have a dog. I was like, well, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh- no, I I saw her that night also, and she was like one of the first people that was like, uh, you know, she was like very excited to see me, and she wanted to take she wanted to take a picture with me, and there there were not many other survivors that were like, hey, I want to take a picture with you. Uh, so uh, yeah, she's uh, she's very sweet. Uh, she and yeah, very sweet. Yeah, very sweet. Like I said, it would have been it would have been a, it'd be a different it'd be a different situation now if she and I were on an island together. Um, like I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a lot more grown up now and yeah. uh, probably be a little bit more respectful. Yeah. Uh, Rob, can we can we talk about how uh, that uh, I upset you at that same party that we're talking about <laughs> where we both saw she is both Sushian and uh, I T-Bird T-Bird alluded to it, but. Uh, that I, I had, I had run into you and, and I, and I re I really was excited, you know, uh, excited to run into you and I, uh, put my foot in my mouth and I, I, I made, I made you upset. Yeah. Well, dude, I think like, I just felt again, dude, this was, this was even that party was probably almost 10 years ago. Yeah. It was, it was 2010. It was, it was a January 2010. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it's almost been 10 years. Yeah. Um, insane think about um again yeah that's i still had hair then too it was before i shaved my head um i was at that party and i said i think i said hello to you yeah and i think you kind of you kind of ignored me or you said something snide like no, who are you no what i know what i what i said was uh nice to meet you and i, I said it was the I, it was the wrong i i said the i said the wrong words and i did i didn't mean to uh to to big time you or snub you it just came out that way because i felt like that I had not like ever like, uh, you know, talked to you where we were just hanging out. I had seen you places, yeah. but I said, I, I, I said, nice to meet you. And I, I should have said nice to see you. I, I did not mean to, uh, to slight you. And you did, you did, you were, uh, we got, it got very, uh, upset with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, again, um, I, I have had a history in my past, um, and same thing. I, I definitely, have, in my past, had uh, had times where I've 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 snapped at people and said some you know, some stuff when I when I thought I was I was a. Uh, I thought it was kind of being disrespectful, but dude, it was a complete misunderstanding. Yeah, and, and let me say, I, I, again, I did, I, I did in no way attempt to, yeah. uh, you know, uh, offend you. Uh, that you are an intimidating guy, and I would not go out of my way to try to try to uh, make you angry. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, that's been established, and I appreciate it. But yeah, man, that was a complete misunderstanding. It's hilarious. Yeah, I gotta. 
I got to jump in here. So I thought we were going to have this big, like, story of something happening. So basically, no, we're simply not, talking not really about that, not really Rob that. said. How much meat on that okay, one? So, <laughs> so Rob said, so since Rob said, nice to meet you, not nice to see you, that's where all this stems from right now. Hold on, yeah, guys. I think, Please I think give me this opportunity. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, though. This party was posted by Trump Silver. Here we go. Hold and, on, hold uh, on. What T-Bird is doing a, a bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I thought we were going to have some big fight out. If we can't fight over a All right, let's, world, hear, let's hear what Rob has to say. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to keep that on standby. The party, I'm sure you were there, but it was, it was hosted by Patron Silver. Um, I know you remember this, but Jed, who, Jed Hildebrand is this dude. I don't even know if he parties anymore, but when we were in Thailand, he partied pretty hard. And when we were at the 10-year party, he and I partied really hard. He took, he snuck a bottle of Patron from the bar. I don't know if he tipped the bartender like a large sum of money, but he had his own bottle of Patron. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I got just George W. Aced man. That was, <laughs> that was definitely, uh, I was not so bad. So obviously, dude, I was, I was honoring in. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were. Trying to be uh, yeah. mean. I, so I wanted to. Be it was late backwards. in the night. It was. It, yeah. it was. It was later in the night. Uh, it was definitely like oh my. We left like five minutes after that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was. I, I was. I was not trying to. Uh, to. No, uh, you know, I appreciate it, brother. But honestly, yeah. that's. It was ten years ago, and it was silly. Yeah. It's been a long time since I got like brown out to moderately blackout wasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just because the hangovers these days are just Satan. It's just rough. It's rough. Yeah, and I'd rather wake up and be able to catch a workout than uh, wake up and, and eat burritos in bed. Feel sorry for myself. <laughs> now, Rob, how did you end up getting involved with Survivor? Were you somebody that somebody saw you uh, and were like, hey, you'd be great for the show? Or did you uh, send in a tape? So, dude, I wish that I could lie to you and tell you I really went out of my way to try to send a casting tape in. This is embarrassing, dude, but it's the, the God's honest truth. I went on a horrible show called Eliminate. Yeah, and one of the casting yeah. one of the casting guys, dude. His name is Paul, and he was he's rad. I still I still still Facebook friends with him, so I still keep in touch with him via Facebook. Uh, but Paul, really rad, dude. You know, tying up from New York, he's like he's like, you know, you were so great on the show, man. I'm casting and I'm helping cast another show now. I think you'd be great for it. You know, like like you know, you hit me back, and I was literally getting on a flight to go to Orange County to go to a rave to go party for pretty much a whole weekend. So I didn't hit the guy back right away because I was a kid and he hit me back again and was like, yo, dude, you want to make a million bucks or what? And I was like, what? Of course I want to make a million bucks. You know how much cool shit I could buy? It was like 22 at the time. And he's like, dude, I, I want you to send a tape to Survivor. I think, you know, I think that the, I think the cast, I think the people love you. So I did, I cut a tape and I didn't hear anything. So I wrote it off. And then, you know, I got, you know, the, the notice that I was going to be sequestered in, uh, in LA when, there's going to be the 30 of us like we like we recently we previously spoke about with Shean. um so yeah it was really random they saw my tape and my tape couldn't have been like any more boring than it was i doubt was, it i doubt it was boring it was it. it was pretty boring I dude. It and it, I, there was there's i had it was definitely now i would definitely say i was flat but i for sure sat in my brother's movie theater and had him interview me yeah, and then he, he cut it together, and that was it. And it was mm-hmm. me, like smiling and laughing at myself, and talking about myself, and talking about all the girls I wanted to chase after. It's pretty much it. 
<laughs> like like the names of them or just like uh there would be a lot of girls on survivor and you would just be that, able to- yeah that, that, i'm like dude if there's beautiful women out there you know i can't wait to be maroon on it on, on a on an island with you know a beautiful woman it'd be cool i think it'd, be, it'd make the experience better and it would make it easier and blah 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 and just dumb just dumb stuff but i also mm-hmm. took pointers from from the guy who was doing casting he goes you know definitely be yourself but you know talk about if there's there's girls out there you know yeah you're gonna chase after him whatever steam let's be honest brother <laughs> they need a little they need a little uh so relationships that happen on survivor people love right but what were you gonna say Seabird? so rob did you did you meet anybody on eliminate Eliminate? Did you not meet anybody on that? Was a dating show, right? No, yeah, dude. My eliminate experience was pretty awkward because at the time it was in Scottsdale, and I knew Scottsdale's a, a big little town. I knew everyone everywhere we went, so like pretty much everywhere we went, they'd be like, "Oh, we're gonna go to this place, this bar called you know Tequilas," and we get there, and the the the, the person who's behind the bar immediately pours me like three fingers of tequila it was like have a shot it was, it was pretty much i got hammered at like 11 o'clock in the morning like a degenerate mm-hmm. uh and then pretended that i was interested in three girls that couldn't have been further from my type mm-hmm. they like asked me you know they asked me like what's your type we're gonna find girls for you so i mean i don't really have a type I, I'm, I'm i'm like in all seriousness i'm you know it's, someone has piqued my interest none of the girls piqued my interest i definitely Showed up and I was like, okay, none of these girls are funny. Like none of them get my sense of humor. I'm just going to get like brown out wasted and eat free food and then go home and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty much how my eliminate went. And coincidentally, dude, after I did Survivor, they had me do eliminate again. And they did it where like they had people who were on reality shows. They had my friend Casey Weeks who was on. He was on that. He was on the MTV like movie that was a reality movie. Okay. I can't remember the name of it, dude, but my, my friend, Laura Ramsey was on there too. And she's still an actress, but I shouldn't say even friend. I haven't spoken to her in a decade, but, um, they had Casey do an eliminate episode. They had like people who are from other reality shows, but the, the second go round for my eliminate, um, they actually, I had the girls come to my house. I basically produced the whole episode. Pretty hilarious. I was like, I'll let, I'm like, I have, I have a hot tub. With tiki torches, we could do one segment like in there, and we could have the other one where I make all the girls cocktails in my living room or in my kitchen because I had kind of a cool k- kitchen, this little place I lived in Trimnooks. And I was like, and then we can all go somewhere for like one of the dates for dinner. So we did everything that I like told them, which was hilarious. And uh, but the episode went so horribly that they couldn't even use it. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> the girls the second time around were terrible. Like they were catty to each other, which obviously, I mean, even. When this happened when I was like 26, probably 25, yeah. I was not feeling it. They were like trying to hate on each other and it was, it was awful. And I made, so I just made fun of them the whole time, mm-hmm. which is really shitty. It definitely wouldn't have made for good TV. People would have been like, that guy's a total dick. But, <laughs> but so anyways, yeah, I, I did eliminate twice by the only person you guys are going to interview that'll ever say that and admit it. I'm just going to say, I'm confused. You were Cosmopolitan Magazine. You were Arizona's most oh, eligible God. bachelor. Whoa. When you were 21, yeah. and you're trying so hard. I mean, that was a, that's a big deal. That was a big deal back in the day. And, and then yeah. what I I'm thinking is, I thought, I thought you, it was my 15 minutes of yeah, fame. I'm thinking, I was thinking you might be a really good contestant for Big Brother, 
But uh, now listen to you talk. Yeah. I'm thinking, hey, Rob, Rob with one B, I'm thinking we need to get him cast on Love Island. Just keep the tequila out of there. Do, do, do you guys want to hear the you, you guys want to hear the most hilarious coincidence of this? Yes. My girl my girlfriend is a is a she's a produce a villa producer on that show. On Love Island. She, she was just gone for seven weeks. She got home last Thursday. Wow. And obviously we've been spending a oh, ton of time. She's Lord. sitting so look, I just moved into a new place in Studio City and I have a, a really a, amazing pool here. She's literally sitting by the pool while I do this call with you, and I'm gonna go join her in an hour. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she produced Love Island. She's one of the producers on Love Island, and she's a super talented little dynamo who's just killing it. Her career's taken off. Um, but yeah, she worked on Love Island, and uh, I honestly, what's funny is I would love to do Big Brother, and uh, oh, I, I would absolutely love to do Big Brother. See, I would think that you would hate being uh, locked in the Big Brother house. I think it'd, I think it'd be cool. I mean, nowadays I'm I'm a different person than I was in Survivor. My friend Morgan Willett actually won Big Brother. Oh, I didn't know you're friends with Morgan. Yeah, I just shot pictures of her, man. I just did. Uh, I just did some promo pictures for her, for, for, her, for something. Yeah, we know for Morgan and Alex. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Morgan's. I, I know Alex as well, but um, Morgan's fantastic. She's a, she's a sweetheart. She's got a bright future. Yeah, she's a hustler. I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there for the casting, the casting gods, because I think you would be crazy fun, just over the top in Big Brother. So. We got to we got to work that out for you. Not Big Brother over the top like Morgan. Yeah, she's she's great, yeah. man. Yeah, um, yeah, I would totally do Big Brother. Honestly, man, like, um, yeah, that would be cool. I, I mean, you guys know I also did a horrible VH1 show. There was a, the Saddle Ranch show, right? Yeah, that could that show. I, you know, when you when you when you're in the midst of something, and you know it's bad. <laughs> yeah, like food, like food poisoning. Yeah, like that's pretty much how that show felt. And I, I hate to. There's a lot of resources that went into that, and there was they did a, they did a lot of work on that show, but it was it was it was just absolutely a dumpster fire from from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner of Saddle Ranch, there were there was like ten days of re- because they had filmed just, at restaurants just set that rivaled. Up. That uh, because I think there's going to be a lot of people that are listening that don't know what uh, Saddle Ranch is. But Saddle Ranch is a bar that's on Sunset Boulevard. They have one in Valencia now, um, and they have one on Sunset Boulevard. That's the place has smelled the same since I, I, if you if you were there ten years ago, it still smells the same today. Yeah, it's, it's like it's steeped in, in Hollywood history. Like it's basically if you if you've been to Hollywood and someone hasn't taken you to ride the bull there. Um, They've done you a disservice on those. It's pretty funny. It's a tourist trap now. I mean, there's people who, who I, when I bartended there, I had regulars who had been coming there for eight years. Insane to me. Wow. But, um, the place is, is, I mean, it's a Hollywood staple. It's a mainstay and they did a reality show about it. Basically it, it just, the show didn't really ever take off. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's pretty funny. They wanted it. They build it. as trying to be like the next Jersey shore. And it just was not, <laughs> yeah. there was, there were some really flat personalities that were cast on there with me. And like, basically they, they shot the pilot for this episode for this TV show, Rob. And it yeah. was, a, it was my friend Cameron and I okay. floating around in rafts in my backyard at my house at the time mm-hmm. in the pool. And then they were like, they, they cast the whole show basically around three of us, Noah, Cameron and myself. And it was just, it was, it's kind of weird, but anyways, so I did that whole show, but, um, I think big brother would be fun. Um, I don't think I would. I wouldn't be a guy that would do one of the love the love shows. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty into my girlfriend. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, and she's a she's a producer, so I'm pretty sure she's not going to let you do it. Mm-hmm. No, and she, I mean I don't think she has anything to do with casting, but dude, she's 
she's really, really good at what she does. And, um, it was, it's definitely really cool to, for, for me to, for me to see like, you know, some of the, some of the stuff where, where she was in the monitor and just showing her producing stuff. She's mm -hmm. so rad. Clearly she's from, she's from Long Island, Rob. Oh, like me. The East Coast, yeah. Good East Coast girl, Italian, Puerto Rican, just, just, a, just a fantastic young lady. I'm really fortunate to, uh, to be with her. I like her a lot. Yeah. Rob, you talked about wanting to play Big Brother, possibly. What about Survivor? Would you go back and play Survivor again? Have you been asked to come back? And yeah. yeah, man, dude. So in the first All-Star, somebody threw my hat in the ring, and I thought I was going to be on there. And then uh, for whatever reason, it never happened. And then and, uh, when the lady who was casting it was still Lynn Spellman, I'm yeah. allowed to say this on there, when she was yeah. still casting it, she reached out to me probably a year or two, two years ago, a year and a half ago. And wanted all my, new, my recent contact information, mm -hmm. and then never really heard anything. So I don't know if maybe in the back of someone's mind they've been like, "We should bring this asshole back and see what's happened to him in twenty years," or <laughs> maybe they were just doing that to everybody. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I would do so. I would do Survivor again, one hundred percent. That that experience, honestly, that experience changed me considerably. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a life. You, as you guys both know, we we have we share we have that experience we share in common. It's really cool to be interviewed by people who have been out there and mm -hmm. starved and, and done it. And mm -hmm. uh, it was, dude, there were nights where I was freezing cold and I couldn't sleep, where I would shiver myself to sleep and just think like, what in the fuck did I just get myself into? Mm -hmm. But um, it definitely, I guess, it, you know, like, like it does, it, I'm sure it did for you guys. Let me know what I'm capable of. And I didn't lie. I didn't, I didn't lie to a single person out there. People said you voted for Shean every time. And I told her to her face, camera's rolling or camera's not rolling that I was voting for her. She knew every time. I was like, hey, we're going to travel council. Guess what? She had, I'm writing your name down because you're the worst. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, Rob, guess what? When, when I asked Sheehan about that, I'm like, Sheehan, so what did you think about him voting for you every single time you went to tribal council? You know what she said? She said, did he? I'm like, yeah. She goes, I don't even remember that. So clearly well, that wasn't a big deal to her. Bless her heart, man. Bless her heart. I love Shannon. Would you play any great. differently? Yeah, would dude. I, was, would, I definitely I voted for her every time. That's hilarious. Um, but, dude, so would you ever do Survivor again, Rob? Uh, I'm not dying to do it again, but I yeah, think if they, the if they, honestly, yeah, if they yeah. ask you, it's it's a hard thing to say no to. Yeah, yeah exactly. I wouldn't actively pursue the opportunity. Would your 40 year old self play any differently than your 23 year old self did? Yeah, man. You know what's funny though is I honestly, I don't know that I would try to really strategize and lie to people, man. It's it's uh, kind of not who I am. I'm clearly, but um, I don't know. It would it would it would be. I would have to uh, I'd have to see how I played the game when I got out there. You know, it would mm -hmm. probably be it would definitely be a little bit different of a situation uh, with me choking people and and telling people what I thought about them right away because I am definitely in my forties now, so it's different thing going back to uh when you were out there in uh thailand can you talk about what happened with the sea urchin uh and uh oh, how, how, how painful that was uh, yeah stingray sorry it, it definitely hurt man i still have a scar on my heel and i'll tell you what's funny when i got home i had to go to the doctor because i had a fucking nasty super nasty infection in my heel mm -hmm. and they had it open and the stuff that came out of my heel smelled like oh, the no. end of the world yeah like it was rotten. Oh. So shout out to CBS for, for the great care that I received. 
I came up and almost had to have my heel cut off. <clears throat> but but yeah. Oh no. It was a good time. So Rob, when you were out there, you you referenced your dad when you were out there, and I know he's yeah. one of your heroes, your role models. But did you go home and tell him that you loved him? And how is your relationship now with your daddy? Yeah, I mean, dude, my dad was uh, growing up. My dad was playing. I was my dad's only son, and uh, my dad grew up in a family where his father, you know, wanted my dad to succeed really bad, and my dad was his favorite. So he was super hard on my dad. You know, my dad was the middle child. He had three other brothers and two sisters, and he's dead smack in the middle. So um, my dad was the one who had to iron everyone's clothes in the morning. He was the one who cooked breakfast for everyone. Like, my dad was, he was legitimately like the, the, the straw that stirred the drink in his family, for sure. And uh, so he had a lot of pressure on him. And uh, he put a lot of pressure on me growing up. My dad was really hard on me. But things that he, you know, now as a man, later on I can look back and I can say, uh, I wouldn't change any of it. I mean, you know, I'm fucking sensitive as a toothache, but, uh, but, but I got good work ethic and, um, I appreciate the value of a dollar and, uh, I'm, I'm definitely somebody who's not afraid to roll up my sleeves and, and get in there and mix it up. But, uh, my relationship with my father now is great. I mean, my dad, he's, he's, a, he's so much more mellow than he was when I was a kid. Um, and honestly, you know, I got home from survivor and my dad, and my mom picked me up from the airport with Taco Bell and a cooler full of beer, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, and I told—I obviously told my dad I loved him. I mean, I would tell anyone I loved him if they picked me up from the airport with beer and Taco Bell. <laughs> but, but I for sure told my dad I loved him. And, you know, my dad and I have a great relationship. My dad, like, he's at that stage in his life. He's, he's, in, his, he's in his early 70s now. And uh, his name is Bob. I mean, my, he's, I'm not a junior. We have mm -hmm. different middle names. But my dad's still pretty unoriginal and named me after himself. But, um, but, uh, my dad's at the stage in his life now where he's like, he's a happy go lucky dude. He eats like a cheeseburger, no matter where we go to dinner, if it's fancy or if it's a nice, he wants like a cheeseburger and he just kind of wants to be left alone. He's like, Hey, I love you guys. I'm going to go in the other room and watch the Vikings game. And we're like, Hey dad, he's just an easy going mellow dude now who just like wants to hang out and do his thing, <laughs> which mm -hmm. I guess when I'm 70, it's probably how I'll be. I was going to say for his loved ones visit, did you have your dad down for the loved ones visit? Yeah, my, no, dude. I actually, for the loved ones visit, I wanted my brother-in-law, Joe, to come. So my brother-in-law was a, he's, he's a motivational speaker now and he was an NBA player. Um, and he's, he's, he was my mentor for, for, I mean, until, even until now, he's mm -hmm. definitely the person I call, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm dealing with some stuff or when I, when I need some advice, um, you know. He's, he's, he's helped me out a ton in my life. So he was the person who was, who was, I put down, um, to come if, if I had a visit from a loved one, it would have been Joe Courtney. My brother mm -hmm. Rob, you guys uh, had a challenge where you had to move the, uh, giant doll around the Island, which was uh, <laughs> really memorable. Do you have any, any fun stories about, uh, decorating and moving the, the giant doll around? Oh man. So the doll, this is actually, I'll tell you guys, a couple quick funny things. So the doll, we, we decorated it like to look like it had a bandana on its head. Yes. And it ended up, ended up looking like it was wearing a beanie, which coincidentally I'm wear quite a few beanies nowadays, but, um, this doll weighed a ton Yeah. and all of the weight in the doll was in the, its torso and in its head clearly. So throughout most of the challenges that were physical, Ken said that he had ailments. He had this, this back problem that would sprout up out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So for that challenge, 
Ken fucking sat at the back and held like one of the legs. You can watch it in the episode. I actually would like to see that. But Ken was this big, this big <laughs> tough cop from New York, a 9-11 cop who was the first responder, which like I still take my hat off to him for that. Um, but dude, he he totally like in a lot of the physical challenges, he kinda he kinda squeaked out like a like a little like a little baby. <laughs> um he held the legs of this doll while we pushed it up over this this little bluff and we had to you know we had to get it there and we won bananas because of it which was a whole other stupid thing but um in the beginning of that challenge i ran in front of everybody and picked our like leaned our doll against us and threw the other teams on the ground <laughs> yeah i did some poor i did some fucking poor sports so some i was a poor sport in that, that time of my life i guess i was so competitive i just wanted to be an asshole <laughs> but um i definitely threw their doll on the ground so they like had to pick it up <laughs> that, that was what an the, asshole yeah at the start of the challenge uh, before the challenge started like when we ran in the beginning of it's short little jiffy probes is like you know survivors ready go i mm-hmm. ran in front of everybody and the two dolls were leaning against each other and i leaned my doll against us and like kicked theirs over so that they had to pick it up off the ground mm-hmm. <laughs> just a dick move <laughs> you know just something a 23 year old kid would do Right. Uh, you said there was something else with the bananas. Well, what, what was oh, going God. on with the bananas? So we, we, Shan and I, were, Shan and I constantly were at, were at each other's throats about these bananas. She sat out of that challenge too because we had to sit somebody out. I think she did, and she was trying to tell me like that I couldn't eat bananas. And I mean, for me, I was like, dude, I get we're gonna have to ration our food, but if I want to eat a banana, I'm gonna eat a banana. And it was this whole stupid thing. I mean, dude, when I filmed the when I filmed the eliminate for. Uh, post survivor when i filmed the second time um they brought bananas like it was definitely one of the interviews i did i think right. i think somebody brought brought bananas and thought it was funny mm-hmm. one of the morning shows i don't fucking i don't remember it wasn't t-bird right no okay i wouldn't have been able to see anyway because of, <laughs> at, the, at the time she could see me but i couldn't see her because it was, i was in a room with a camera on me you, yours had to be yours was the next year you had to do the same thing yeah but uh i didn't get to talk to t-bird though well, that's a bummer, dude. Yeah. At least you guys are homies now. I love it. it now. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, the bananas were definitely a thing. How did the fans react to you when you came off? Um, I actually, man, I guess, I mean, people remembered me. Um, so I must have been some right, but no, people thought I was a dick. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, uh, I was in the mall <laughs> at Christmas time, you guys, and in Fashion Square in Scottsdale. It's kind of a fancy <laughs> mall. And I bought my sister and my mom these matching, these matching little small, like Louis Vuitton bags, like small ones. You know, I had just gotten paid for survivor, but I wasn't like, mm-hmm. but I bought these cute little, like, like, like a small purse. And my mom was like, I told my mom about it just cause I was like, mom, you know, I'm going to get you guys. These. My mom was like, honey, take it back and give me something else. But your sister will love hers. So I'm in the mall trying to figure out where the Louis Vuitton store is. I'm holding my, this shopping bag and I'm on the phone with my mother. So I'm holding a cell phone in the other bat in, in in one hand. In the other hand, I have, a, I have a shopping bag. A lady reached out and grabbed my wrist. I'll never forget this. And she said to me, "Honey, you were such an asshole on television." I was about to get on the escalator and go upstairs. <laughs> yeah, she grabbed my wrist. And said, you were such an asshole on television. And I'll tell you again. This is I was 23 years old and had no cooth. She was kind of you know she was she wasn't in the best shape. And I said, "Well, maybe you shouldn't watch so much TV." No, I like no. barked. I barked it at her. And then I remember getting on the escalator and being like, why would I just say that to this person? Mm-hmm. But it was like, 
it was, you know, it was a defense mechanism and it was, it just screamed what a dick. So it was like an affirmation to this lady, like, oh yeah, that guy really is an asshole. When in mm-hmm. actuality, like I said, I'm fucking sensitive <laughs> as a toothache and <laughs> would never do that to somebody nowadays. Yeah. But so yeah, people, how did people react to me? People thought I was a dick and other people like thought I was funny. Mm-hmm. But, and, and then they had, the thing is though, people had, people had this impression that I had this huge epiphany and that, you know, on the last night right before I got voted off, I was like, Hey, we have to talk about how the, how we, we should be so thankful for being here. I did that every night, but clearly they didn't show that because they wanted to make a character. Like the mm-hmm. character that I was, I was a competitive asshole, which is definitely a side of my personality. Um, clearly I gave it to them to edit it. Uh, but you know, I definitely was the person also that every night I sat out there. I'm a super positive guy. I sat out there every night and said, like, dude, you guys, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. This experience is unbelievable. And, you know, I'd get a little sentimental. Sometimes I'd cry, whatever. But, but, um, they chose the show, definitely show that in my last episode. How I talked about my dad and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Had a moment. Rob, what happened to the skateboard from Survivor? Do you still have it? Yeah. Do you know what's funny, man? When I was moving this last time, um, the place I lived in before, um, I had three stories in a, I mean, just so many square feet and so there's two storage units that were built into my place. So I had, I mean, I still have so much shit, but I, I, I purged, I got rid of so much shit, dude, all kinds of old clothes, like gave them away to friends, donated them, got rid of, got rid of all kinds of pairs of old shoes. And I found that skateboard in the back of my storage unit. Mm-hmm. And I honestly was like, dude, I'd, I, I should just give this thing away, but nobody would ever understand like. It's rotten and, and the, the bearings are all rusted. Like nobody will ever be able to skateboard on this thing yet. It literally has zero sentimental value to me. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds funny, but like it came to Survivor with me. It's cool. People, you know, during the media blitz after Survivor, everyone wanted to know why I chose to bring a, bring a skateboard. And like point blank, being 100% honest, my first, my first thing that I wanted to bring was a football. And Rob, shout out to Boston Rob. He was on the season before me. Yes. His original season was Marquesas, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, dude brought a football the season before, and they're like, we can't have two people in a row named Rob that brought a football. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, then I want to bring a pen and paper. And they're like, there's already somebody in your cast that's bringing that as their luxury item. She's like, what do you have in your room? So I literally, I was like, I have a hammock that I'd like to bring. Can't bring that. That's unfair advantage. I'm like, dude, it packed up to like the size of like, like a softball. And she's like, you can't bring it. What else do you have in your room? I'm like, a skateboard? And she goes, oh my God, Meredith. She goes, oh my God, I love that. Hold on, I have to go ask the producers. So this lady <laughs> comes back and tells me that that's what I'm bringing. I had no say in it. It definitely was not what I decided to bring with me. It never got used in Thailand. But it became then, oh, this guy brought a skateboard to uh, an island. island. You, uh, you have to own that decision of that, yeah. that this was your idea. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, people thought that I was uh, a little slow. You mm-hmm. brought a skateboard, like even Hunter, Hunter asked me, he's like, you were going to try to build a ramp out of, out of uh, palm fronds and stuff, were you, man? And I was like, no, Hunter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, the skateboard Rob, was, it was a, just going to say, does your six, four self still write poetry? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a sentimental prick. I definitely, uh, definitely wrote every day. My, <laughs> my girlfriend was in Fiji for seven weeks. My girlfriend was in Fiji for seven weeks producing the show. And she and I had only dated, we were f- really good friends for three years without telling you the whole life story about her. She and I are friends. We never dated. We decided to start hanging out. Um, there's definitely lots of, lots of chemistry. We have really strong connection. I, I mean, we enjoy each other's company a ton. So 
we hung out for basically a month and a half and then she left to Fiji. So it was, it was like half of our time with she and I being more than friends, she spent so far away from me. So I definitely wrote to her while she was there. I wrote her some sweet stuff because I was thinking about her and that's kind of the way I am. So yeah. Whoa. I still write poetry. I still yeah. write uh, I still write verses. I still, still do all that shit, man. I'll probably do that forever. That's uh, it's intense. Tuber, does, Glenn, does Glenn write you any poetry? Um, poetry. Let me look around. Um, he puts sweet. I would say just sweet things in cards, but not really. No, probably not poetry. I'm gonna have to say. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I was writing her poems, but I, I just think, you know, sweet things. Mm-hmm. I was writing her sweet things, but yeah, I still write poems. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna write my wife a, a poem and see what she says. Yeah, she probably make fun of me. <laughs> Yeah, that's so great. What she says. Uh, yeah, I love that so much. My girl, my girl, my girl definitely like thinks it's hilarious. She makes fun of me for everything, dude. Yeah, but so yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a trip, dude. I mean, it's it's it still blows my mind now that people still even remember who I was this many years. I mean, the show is still. I mean, it's still got a ton of steam. There's still people who are like, people will randomly tell me like, I have to go home and watch Survivor, and I don't say anything to them. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh hey, I was on that show. Yeah, you know, I, was, I was on that show. People were like, oh, I have to watch, I have to watch Survivor. I love it. And then I've actually have I have a buddy of mine who I was friends with for a number of years, and he's like, dude, somebody told me the other day you were on Survivor, and I was like, yeah, dude, it's like common knowledge. You can Google me, bro. <laughs> but he's like, he was so blown away by the fact that I I didn't tell him. Like, I'm like, dude, it was I'm not going to shake someone's hand and be like, hey, what's up? I'm Rob mm-hmm. with two B's. I yeah. brought a skateboard. I brought a, I brought a skateboard to Thailand. <laughs> I was an asshole. <laughs> nice to meet you. Are you watching it now, Rob? Rob with two Bs? Do you watch the seasons now? I watched the season with the 500th episode. And for a little while, I was doing After Buzz, uh, doing After Buzz TV, which was yeah. really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, when Phil, I think Phil Vitek was, was, uh, he was the dude. Mm-hmm. And he had me on, he had me on a show. It was cool, dude. I'd, I'd sit and watch the episode with him. And then we would talk about it afterwards. And my schedules kind of got different. And at the time, After Buzz Studios was like, it was like a 45 minute drive for me. Right. And it was always kind of a peak traffic time. So I never really, I kind of got over it, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But um, now after bus studio, studios is right down the street for me yeah. and they do cool stuff, dude. The post shows up there. They're definitely, they've, they've, uh, they've got some momentum going and they're owned by Maria Menounos, right? Yeah. And her husband, right? Yeah, dude. It's, I think it's really cool. But definitely, um, Morgan did some after bus stuff and I'm like, dude, I should reach out and, and just do that afterwards. Just, you know, just for the sake of, of, of doing it. Mm hmm. But, um, but yeah, dude, I haven't watched, I definitely haven't watched, um, this season with this weird thing about how Sandra and Rob are out there and they, they like coach them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah dude, I, I haven't, I haven't watched it, man. I do love, I will tell, I love Sandra Diaz twine. She, uh, she and I are friends on Facebook and she was, she definitely, she friend requested me and, and like dropped me a DM like, yo, I loved you when you were on survivor, like whatever. And, um, and so obviously she and I, I, I definitely comment and, uh, I rooted for her hardcore when she was on this last on the season. I had the 500th episode right, a couple right. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. She was hilarious on there, dude. So you'll come back and watch her as one of the coaches. Yeah, I would, I would probably do that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just cause I like her a lot. And I do, I, I honestly, Boston Rob, Boston Rob actually gave me the nickname Bubba, which is hilarious because hey. two B's like Whoa. Rob Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> like Rababa, like everyone called me. So he called me Bubba. And you know, he's from Boston. So he's like, Hey, Bubba, like, what are you doing? You prick. Come over here. Let's get a drink. Uh, what are we going to do? 
Hey, like, Bubba, uh, he, you he want says, that football, but you can't have it. Yeah, you want you want you can't have the football. I have bring the football. a skateboard. No, he, uh, he's uh, he's great, man. Austin <laughs> Rob's great. I um, I, mean, I think he's awesome. Yeah, T Bird. Uh, what else do you have for Rob? Well, I wanted to ask him. What did you think about the winner of your season? Were you happy that Brian Heidek won, or do you stay in touch with him at all? I think, dude. I think he played a really good game, man. I mean. Our season, people have said, is Survivor Thailand is the season that everyone forgot about because it was so boring. Um, but I think Brian played a good game, man. You know, he had he convinced the way that the way that he got it down to being just Helen and Clay. Um, he had everyone everyone on his side. I mean, the guy was he definitely knew what he was doing. Did you ever have any interaction with him after the season? Because I think he's a pretty uh, interesting guy. Yeah, dude. So after we our season was over, he we went to the People's Choice Awards. Yeah, which was hysterical, dude. And he wore like this fur coat. Yeah, it was it was pretty rad. This dude <laughs> looked like a seventies porn star. He had like the, the tinted sunglasses too. So many. <laughs> and uh, like, dude, I can't remember exactly what he said to me, but it was so like it was so Burt Reynolds. I was like, this dude is such a pimp. It was so funny. I was like, dude, you look great, man. That coat's killing it. Mm-hmm. He was like, he like, he was like chewing on a toothpick. I shit you not. And he yeah. like looked down at me and he was like, I'll give you the guy's I'll make something real nice for you. And he like winked at me. And I was like, dude, are you Bruce? Are you, are you like, are you like the Smokey and the Bandit, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, he was, he was like, like growing up, dude, my dad, Reynolds, my dad would play me Smokey and the Bandit. And obviously, dude, you know, I loved, I love the uh, Skeeter, whatever his name is, the guy who drove the truck. Yeah. Like the, the country guy, when he was like, oh, I'll tell you, man, he narrated. He was great. Uh, but Burt Reynolds was the man, dude. Porn star, por- porn star mustache and all, dude. Burt was killing it in those days. Mm-hmm. So I, I, mean, I looked up to Burt Reynolds a lot. Actually, kind of a, a big compliment to get Brian in those days, but he definitely gave Burt Reynolds vibe. He's like, yeah, man, I'll give you the guy's number. He'll make something real great for you. Like <laughs> chewing on a toothpick. Tinted, tinted sunglasses for collar that had like purple in it. No lie. Mm-hmm. I'd like to actually Google Brian Heideck wire image pictures and find pictures from. from oh, I bet there's some good ones. Yeah. Did you find one? Uh, well, I I'm not sure they're all uh, SFW either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to, I wanted, I was going to ask Rob if he was stuck on a deserted island, who he'd want to be stuck with. So Rob, you're you, you're oh, stuck man. on a deserted island. Who are you gonna keep? You gonna keep Sheehan or Ken? Oh wow, probably Sheehan for sure. Okay, now you're gonna keep yeah. Sheehan or Clay? Clay for sure, dude. Clay and I would party. We'd, we'd find a way to we'd we'd find a way to have a good time. All right, Clay or Ken? Clay for sure. Ken would probably be my last pick. Yeah, he he left him in he left him in the apartment. Right, he sure did. Yeah, but he also, I mean, on the show, he, he lied to my face like repeatedly. All right, so you keep Clay. What about Clay or Jeff Probst? Which one would you keep? Probably Clay. <laughs> I used to say, I used to say that I, that I, I, I would love the opportunity to wrestle Jeff Probst. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I think so much more than me. No, Jeff's dope. He actually, Jeff called. Jeff would call me like when when the show wrapped. Yeah. Jeff called me a couple times 
which I thought was hilarious. One of the times while he was on the phone with me, he was like receiving his Chinese food and he was tipping the person and thanking him. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, we just got some Chinese food, man, here in LA. The weather's beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I just thought it was hilarious. But, um, yeah, I totally found a picture of, I totally found a picture of Brian at the finale. Yeah. With the, f- and it's with- just, it's exactly how I remember it, Rob. Yeah. Purple fur collar, uh, like total Elvis sunglasses, Burt Reynolds vibes, like, like, <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. He's yeah. running it, dude. <laughs> He's yeah, running it. Sunglasses. I-, I see it too. <laughs> He's so good, dude. It's perfectly manicured beard. Bless his heart. <laughs> dude, he, uh, so obviously everyone knows before before his uh his his game playing of Survivor he was like a he was like a B he was like a softcore porn star yeah so it's like appropriate that he he get a lot going on yeah yeah man I mean good for him I think I'm friends with his new wife on Facebook I think she friend requested me yeah <laughs> yeah who knows but the dude won man you can't you can't fault him for for playing a game he did a good job. And dude, I'm looking at pictures yeah. of him, dude. He's he's a good looking dude, man. Good for him. Yeah, handsome guy. Handsome guy, man. He's knocking him dead on the bureau porn stuff. <laughs> that was a long time ago. He doesn't he doesn't do that anymore. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was saying before the show. Yeah. Knocking him dead. Uh. So anyways, yeah, man, he's fifty one now. Good yeah. for him. Good for you, Brian. Got a couple uh, kids. <laughs> Just living their life, man. <laughs> T-Bird, did you have uh, any other questions for Rob? Well, I was just going to tell Rob that I had talked to a few of his castmates uh, about about him. And um, one of the girls had said that you, um, see if you know who this was that said this about you. She said she just wondered who this guy was that brought a skateboard and why he was always so happy. She said, I just remember laughing all night long and uh, that you... That you were so entertaining and you had a great sense of humor and that you were constantly singing and you made her feel at ease. She said she is a huge Rob fan. You know who that would oh, be? Oh, that's so cute. Would that have been Penny Ramsey or Aaron? That was Penny. Was it Aaron? That was Penny Ramsey. Penny. Yes. Dude, she, yeah, Penny Ramsey. Yeah, that's, that where Penny. My, that's where my head went first. Penny is she was was right. such a fucking sweetheart, man. She said yeah, that you're I'm the, still the, the same ad- dumb, happy dude, too. I'm, I'm definitely a pretty happy guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. The three adjectives, yeah. Rob, the three adjectives she used to... De- the three adjectives she used to describe you, Rob, was a fun, competitive, and caring. And then, actually, I guess yeah. I'll close it with wow. this, Rob. She, nailed, she definitely hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And I'll close it with this, Rob, because I think this is pretty cool. Because I'll, What's that? A lot, of, a lot of people remember you with the um, thing about grabbing Clay around the neck and choking him, and yeah, the things man. that Clay had to and the things that Clay had to say about you this morning. I talked to him this morning about you. He said Great. that you are very lovable, and he is and that you're proud, and that you're just an all around good guy. So he speaks so highly of you. He said that. His kids could not wait to meet you after the show aired. That y'all are the best of friends, and yeah. what happened out there was re- was really just played up. And it so, really was. Let me just dude. Tell I this. tried to grab him by his shoulders, and we were both wet from being in the ocean. And my hand slipped, and I ended up holding him by the neck and throwing him off. I choked him for maybe all of half a second. And the way they met, the way that the way that it got blown out of proportion, I never would have tried to choke the guy, dude. It was me trying to throw him off the attack zone, which was the that whole stupid attack zone. Mm-hmm. 
the stupidest. That Clay, challenge was so dumb. Yeah, but, um, so, Rob, Clay said, Clay said what, what happened was, is he ran up to you really fast, and you just put yep, your hands up because you didn't know what he was doing. And Clay said, yep. he's, Clay's only 5'6". Clay's 5'6", you're 6'4". Yep. So Clay said, I ran up to him really fast, and I just stopped real fast in front of him. And his reaction was just to put his arms up. And he said, since I was so much shorter, it looked like his arms were going around my neck, but they weren't. He really wasn't choking me. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a great it's a great story, but unfortunately, it's not the same one that Clay tells. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's exactly dude. But just like I said, I didn't. I tried to grab him by his shoulders and exactly the truth. He ran up to me. I put my hands out, thinking I was going to grab his shoulders, and I literally I didn't try to choke him. My my hands like sl- slipped up. Both of us were wet from being in the ocean. My hands like slipped up almost around his neck. But again, dude, I didn't definitely didn't choke the dude. I wouldn't have tried to choke him. I'm not, I'm not psychotic, <laughs> even though I'm competitive. But um, but again, like I said, I same vibe with Clay. He's a he's he's a good old boy, man. He's funny as hell. And I will tell you guys this: there were a couple things that they didn't show that didn't make it to air, where he tried to get my goat. And I mean, he's a, he's a little he's a little shit. It was great. One of the times they won a challenge, he yelled, "What do you think of that skateboard?" <laughs> I'll never forget it. I was like, you little bastard. But he yelled it like, how do you like that skateboard? I was like, oh man, he got me. <laughs> yeah. Clay Jordan. What's that? I love that guy. He actually, his, his wife told me when, when Clay got back, cause dude, he was in the game so much longer than me, dude. I was only there for 18 days. Which still seems, it's insane to me that I even made it that far. But, um, Clay was out there so long that when he got home, he was like kind of traumatized. He had a little PTSD from it, which mm-hmm. completely understandable. Like his, his, she said he was like really irritable for a little while. And like, I think he was, they, did they, did they own a, a restaurant, t Did him and his wife yes, own a, own a business? They did. Yeah, he he does not have the restaurant like, now, but yeah. yeah. Yep. He did. Yeah. I remember his dude, Linda Jordan. Is that her name? Linda Reeves Jordan. I don't believe I've met her before. Have you, Rob? I don't. Rob, have you met her? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's she would come to uh, the events. Yeah. 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 She's just a sweetheart, too. All right. Uh, T-Bird, that, that's that's all you have, right? That's all I've got. You know, I started the thing of the Rocky music because I thought it was so funny. But then as I had already pulled it together, I saw that one of his most admired people, other than his dad and his brother-in-law, Joe, is Muhammad Ali. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the whole Rocky thing was just pulled was together in this today. Ago, still, I like big personalities and, and talented people. And yeah. Muhammad Ali was was he was dude, the great, and he's one of the, he's one of the goats, man. Mm-hmm. For sure. And he just he was larger than life. Rob, uh, really glad that you uh, came on and uh, to, yeah, man, thanks and for having me. You, you, guys were, were you were up for doing this. I, I'm glad we were able to talk through all the stuff. I, I, I really felt like, uh, well, uh, that guy, that guy hates my guts that, uh, yeah. I, I, I pissed him off and he does, uh, he does not care for me. So I was, uh, when, when T-Bird said that you, uh, wanted to do the show, I was like, does he know that this is, uh, going to be with me? Because I felt like that he does not want to talk to me. 
Yeah, man. No way. I'm glad we hashed it out, brother. It's definitely a misunderstanding. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, and man. Are you still in LA? Fun. Where yeah. do you even live now? Yeah, You're still I, live, I still, I still, uh, yeah, I live in the valley, and uh, yeah, okay. not not too far from where you shot the movie. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, I actually live, dude. I live in Studio City now, and yeah. I love it. But dude, we'll definitely have to get up and get a, get a cocktail or get a, get a cup of coffee or something, dude. Okay. Yeah. And high five and hug it out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good for sure. Rob, can you tell us one, one more time about the uh, the movie? Yeah, man. So again, I'm I'm uh, I'm in a feature film that's coming out from War Dog Pictures called Legion Max uh, in Europe and Asia. It'll be called Legion Max. Um, there'll be a, a theatrical push in Europe and Asia. Um, it just got bought for American from at AFM. It got bought for the American market, and they're going to be changing the name of the film to The Mercenary, which I think yeah. is a better name anyway. Um, it looks cooler. Um, and yeah, dude, I play a character called Knox. And my character is not a good dude. Mm-hmm. You'll, have to, you'll have to see, but I'm definitely uh, a person who lacks in morals, for sure. Um, but yeah, the trailer's up on YouTube under Legion Max, and it's either Dominic Vandenberg, who's the, who's the lead who plays Max. Um, it stars Louis Mandalore, who has been in a, he's been a ton of stuff. He's the, one of the brothers in My Big Fat Greek Wedding in both of them. He was on Friends. He's had a tremendous career. He's and insane talents. It was really cool. Uh, I'm like his right-hand man in the movie, so he spent a lot of time together, and he kind of took me under his wing and just told me, like, you know, you're going to have a really good career. This is... He, he pumped me up. He made... We did... We, we, we had some amazing scenes together. And um, it's directed by Jesse V. Johnson, and uh, it'll be out January 7th, 2020. So, you know, a few months away. Pretty excited to see that happen. And uh, again, the trailer's up on YouTube. You can look it up. Uh, Legion Max, L-E-G-I-O-N-M-A-X-X. And yeah, I'm in the trailer for a brief second. And then, um, yeah, it's up on IMDb. And yeah, it'll be out. And you guys should check it out. Cool. And my, yeah. And wait, you have Instagram too? Yeah, my, I mean, obviously, my Instagram is just my name with a, with a space between it. It's R-O-B-B underscore D-B-A-C-N-I-K. You can see pictures of my dog and mm-hmm. and other dumb stuff that I do. But mainly just pictures of my dog. Um, <laughs> I have a rescue dog. And your, girl, who, and your uh, girlfriend. I didn't, I didn't pull out of a burning building, so I even hate to say rescue dog. But <laughs> my dog was a street dog that they found at a kill shelter. Mm-hmm. And uh, her name's Frankie, and she's a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Um, she falls into the blanket term pit bull, but she's not a pit bull. She's a sweet, loving, hilarious farting, burping, snoring, fat little meatball. I love her so much. But she's on my Instagram. You guys can check her out. Um, check out my website too, man. I keep my, my photography kind of different. I don't have a, a photo Instagram page kind of on purpose because I don't want it to be a conflict of interest with my acting. But mm-hmm. um, my website has – I've been able to shoot some really cool stuff, man. I've, I've done a, shot a ton of headshots. But I've been doing like events and I shot the actor, Michael Trevino, um, getting into character for his role as Raskolnikov in Crime and Punishment. So there's mm-hmm. some really, in, in my in my lifestyle section, there's uh, some pictures of, of this dude painting his hands up and looking at himself in the mirror and really going through the creative process of getting into character. And there are really, really heavy moments that I captured that he allowed me to be there to, to capture. So it's been cool, man. Taking pictures is definitely definitely really love doing that all right t-bird anything else 
Rob, thank you so much for coming on today. Since I reached yeah. out to you a few weeks ago, you have been so open and, and wanting to do this. And I, from your 23-year-old self, when I talked to you 17 years ago, I love your energy, your passion, your zest for everything. Yeah. I wish you all the luck in the world with your with thank your you movie, so with your with your Notch character and your Legion Max. And I think Penny yeah. said it best when she described you as caring when you talk about your dog. I think you're awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for for uh, for reaching out to me, man. It's hilarious that people still want to hear want to hear from me. All right, Rob, thank you, thank you again, and uh, hope to see you soon. Yeah, brother, let's do that, man. Thank Have you, a Rob. Great day, you guys. Thank you so much. All right, take care. Bye. 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 Hi, Rob. All right, T Bird, there you have it. Rob with two Bs. Zabaknik. Yes. Rob with two Bs. Yes. Okay. Zabaknik, a.k.a. Notch. Notch. Yes. Okay. And notch. another notch in your podcasting belt, T-Bird. Boom. Yeah. Yes. That was good. It was great hearing from him. I'm so glad you guys hashed out everything and got it all figured out. I still was looking for a bigger story, but that's okay. That's all right. That it, was, that it really, it out. was not a big story. It was, I said the wrong thing and he got really, really mad. Well, I think that tequila might have had a little bit to do with it, but yeah. I don't know. It was uh, quite possibly. I, I uh, quite yeah, possibly. I, I, that I was, uh, yeah, I, I did not mean to offend. I, I, I mean, I'm not, that's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so instead of so in, yeah I, I know you would never offend so when you said something about he hated you i thought that's impossible how could that but that can't be so anyway it was great yeah. all right so i've just got a couple of questions for you we can just okay this thing push this push this on fire through. away, right, fire away my, t-bird okay okay i am i am okay hold on hold on hold on i gotta have <laughs> okay here we go all right so the film Rocky. How many sequels has the film Rocky had now? And that oh. includes include the original film. Yeah, uh, I, I I would say that there was what five, and then there was one, and then and are we counting the Creed movies? So I'll say there was there have been eight Whoa. Rocky movies. Wow, right? Rob, yeah. Rob with one B. That is totally right yeah. on. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah, so Rocky Resistance. Five, and then there was Rocky Balboa and two Creed movies. Okay. Uh, I, I think we can do it out there. I think we get the music. I think that's it. It's not, it's not, it's not playing. Right. Oh, okay. oh, oh, okay. oh, I'll yeah. turn the music down. Let's not do that. Like the music going there. Yeah. Okay, turn the music down. All right, kill the, okay. music. Kill the music. Kill the music. Yeah. Okay, so now the next question about. Rocky movies. It was it won three Academy Awards in 1977. Three. Okay. I'll make this a little bit easier for you. I'm gonna give you six things, and, and it won three of them. All right. Okay. Best actor, best film mm. editing, best actress, best director, best original song, best picture. <sighs> Did it get best picture? All right. Uh, I, I think it. Uh, was you said sc screenplay? I think it definitely it definitely got. Uh, right. Would that be I'll, film editing? I'll, I'll, I'll say film editing. Uh, uh, um, so here we go. Best yeah, best so, actor. I'll say best actress. Screen, screenplay, director, and editing. I'll say. No, no, you're God, you're so close. I'm going to give you two of the three. It actually won best picture. 
Best picture, oh, okay. best direct, best picture, best director, and best film editing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. Last, last two questions. You're going to know this. The famous, famous scene where he's running up the steps, running up the steps. Da 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 da. Yeah. What steps? Where was he? Where was he running uh, up the steps? Is it the li- Philadelphia Library? You got a half. Philadelphia, yeah. close. Museum of yes. Art. Uh, okay, I'm okay, wearing my is... Philadelphia know-it-alls uh, shirt today, but uh, yeah, when Rob said he doesn't like know-it-alls, I, I thought that he was uh, maybe t- uh, getting a, a dig in there. Know-it. <laughs> right, this is the last one. He climbed up a bunch of stone steps, all right? Balboa did, Rocky Balboa. How many stone steps did he climb at the Philadelphia Museum of Art? What am I supposed to? Ca- I was counting the steps yes, in the Rocky movie. Yes, you're supposed movie? to guess. Uh, uh, this is 200. interesting. I never knew this. No. Seventeen hundred seventy-six. No, there's not that many. Under a hundred. Seventy-six. Seventy-two. Pretty close. Okay. Seventy-two steps. I want to do that. I've never climbed those steps. I'd like to do Who that. Who would know that? I'd like to do that. Well, I, I, that's why. That's why it's interesting. Yeah. Because you see, it's such a it's such a scene. And I thought, how many steps is that? So I looked it up and thought I'd ask you. Yeah. Okay. 72 stone steps. Okay. That's it. That's all I've got for you. All right. T-Bird. Step four. Great we- job once again. Thank you, Rob. Okay. So remember that do not that do not fly list that I do not have. You might want to get that over to me sooner than later because I've already <laughs> rounded up. I've rounded up the next our next victim. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll give you a list. It's a short list. It's a short list of people that we are uh, not going to uh, talk to. Okay. Uh, I didn't expect that, but okay, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me that list. Yeah. Aren't you glad we talked to Rob with two B's yes, today? Yes. He was great. He was great. All right. T-Bird, uh, great job. Uh, of course, uh, all this podcasting made possible by the patrons of Rob Has a Podcast over at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. T-Bird, thank you again. And uh, of course, uh, we will turn it over to T-Bird to uh, play us out. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thank, thank you, Rob, with 1B.